That noise. That's the noise. What? That infernal rattling sound that has plagued me these past two days and I could not find the source. In my office, in the hallway, even in the men's room. Shame on you, Elaine. No, no, Mr. Peterman, that wasn't me. That reminds me of the Haitian voodoo rattle torture. <laughs> you haven't gone over to their side, have you? No, Mr. Peterman. Because if I hear one more rattle, just one, you're out and you can. And if you are undead, I'll find out about that too. Well, I don't want to be a secondary character. get to that chapter about my romantic escapades, feel free to toss yourself into the mix. Okay, I will. <laughs> we should do a podcast of just Peterman escapades. Oh, we should. It's <laughs> going to be Fair Game 2, the erotic novel from Alton Venice. We'll just pay some kooky idiot for his stories. $50. <laughs> $50, that's yeah. it. $50. Done. <laughs> we'll, just, oh, we'll, get, we'll get listeners to submit their own stories and then we'll just pass them off as our own. Indeed. In our own book, a compilation of our uh, life's escapades in Burma. <laughs> Exactly. Taking yam yam. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to episode three of season four of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And this week we are on to our fifth episode in a row. And what happens... No, not in a row. What am I saying? Every it, fifth episode, I should say. It's a multiple of five, right? That's right. It's our 60th episode overall. And uh, for every fifth episode, we don't talk about an episode of Seinfeld and its secondaries. We talk about one very special secondary or a group of secondaries. Yeah, that's right. As it has been in the past. Indeed. There are some secondary characters who appear across multiple episodes and seasons. And uh, we feel that they deserve their own episodes. And who are we talking about this week? We're talking about Jacobo... Jacopo Peterman. That's right. Yes, that's right. Big thanks to uh, our listener, Jeffrey, from the United States, who requested uh, Jay Peterman. Uh, we've been wanting to do this one for a long time, but we didn't really want to do all the good characters. I think we mentioned this last week. In yeah, the store. that's right. We didn't want to do like all the awesome secondary characters in one go. We would like to spread sp- them out a bit. Spread them out a bit, yeah. So um, if you've got a secondary character that you'd like us to talk about, or an episode of Seinfeld where you thought, oh, the secondaries are pretty awesome in this one, we have an email address, bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com, social we're at B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C and Stephen what's our website? It's bidwabask.com and uh, you can listen to us on uh, any service you get your podcast so Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes and if you want to review us and rate us that would be awesome. Yep. And uh, as of two weeks ago we are available on Patreon. That's right if you want to donate to the cause so to speak and uh, cause. give us monies <laughs> so we can... A very important cause. Yes exactly. Chatting about Seinfeld. Hey, why not? Hey there's always money to be made yep. in that. Yeah. Bid- uh, just go to patreon.com forward slash Bidwabask. That's That'll right. That'll be in the show notes. That's right and we do have a couple of tiers. We have the one dollar tier uh, that's uh, donating money to the human fund money for people money for people that's Name, right namely us uh, <laughs> so if you want to just chip in a buck an Australian buck uh, and you'll get a shout out every couple of weeks on the pod and in the pod notes that would be amazing our main tier is $5 so that's uh, Festivus for the rest of us and that's $5 a month five not a, a week month. like Stephen said yeah, last week yeah I think I said uh, $5 a week for monthly content yeah exactly I the, was re- like, oh. the reverse of normal Patreons and, and then, 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 then you said or I said if you're going to give $5 a week go for it yeah, you know, yeah I mean if you want to that's fine <laughs> please yeah, the minimum is $5 a month, and that'll give you access to weekly uh, content for uh, Patreon subscribers for that tier. Yep. And we also have a $25 tier, and uh, that's if you want to get in touch with us about sponsorship. If that's you have right. something you want to push, 
uh, just reach out to us and we can work something out. Yep. And today, as we mentioned, today it is about Jay Peterman. We're also going to talk about the actor who portrayed him, John O'Hurley, and a bit about his acting career and a bit of what he does outside of, you know, the studio. <laughs> yep. Some of his other... Uh, Exploits, so to speak. And, and the real Jay Peterman, too. Yeah, that's right. We'll talk a bit about Jay Peterman, the real life catalogue that uh, John O'Hurley is certainly involved in in, uh, in real life. He is. Yes. And we also got uh, Seinfeldisms coming up, a bit of Seinfeld trivia for the day, and uh, a bit of fan mail as well. That's right. Looking and forward to it. Before we get into all of that, we should do some Seinfeld news. So, four bits of Seinfeld news to go through this week. So, uh, through the week, um, a cafe in San Francisco decided to have a Super Seinfeld trivia night and variety show. Oh, okay. Normally, I wouldn't include Seinfeld news uh, about trivia nights because they're quite common in Mm -hmm. in major cities. I mean, they happen in Melbourne all the time, all over Australia, all over the US. Uh, But this one was a bit different because it was actually uh, your sort of standard trivia night where they have themed menus and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then they also had a variety show um, full of comedians. Did someone come up dressing like Jerry and go, what's the deal with politics? Yeah. Am I right? Maybe. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Uh, So the night included sets from uh, Sam DeSalvo, Drew Harmon, uh, Aviva Siegel, and Alexandria Love. And they're uh, all listeners of the the podcast, hey. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Probably not. But uh, yeah, if if you are by some small chance, hello. Um, and uh, it was quoted that they were selected because comedians, they would be comedians that Jerry Seinfeld himself would be mild, mildly impressed with, oh, nice. according to the organisers. very observational. That's right. <laughs> um, and apparently the bar itself, I haven't seen any pictures. Um, I'm sure I could find them. Um, the cafe, which is actually called Cafe du Nord, oh, if yeah. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Cool. Um, they had a Seinfeld theme menu, which, which again is quite common for trivia nights. We've been to a few ourselves. Oh yeah, they all had a Seinfeld theme menu. Good times. Uh, but apparently, the interior of the cafe was transformed entirely to look like monks. Cool. Yeah, and on the menu was a big salad, turkey chili soup, and more. Cool. It's so, a super meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Or is it? I think yeah. so. <laughs> they should transform to look like Mandy's. <laughs> Mandy's. Like Mandy's. <laughs> Take me somewhere nice. Like Mandy's. Like Mandy's. Vanya. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke Banya. about him, uh, I think, a season or two ago. Yeah, last season for Jerry's Enemies. Or oh, was it season before? Oh, no, I think it was two. last year. Was it last year? Okay. Oh, sorry, last season. Last season? Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. At yeah. some point in the past. We did, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, so the second bit of news. Jason Alexander, uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, I missed this last week. Um, he appeared in a political ad for a bloke, which is Australian for guy, named Harley Rauder, Ruder, R-O-U-D-A. He is a Democrat candidate, um, and he's running for, I think, just a seat or a, or a county in, in California, some small election. I didn't really look too much into it. But in the ad, um, it's a pro-Democrat ad, obviously, and it's filmed in a way that Jason Alexander is actually the moderator of a debate. Yeah. And this Harley Rauder guy, he's actually a pretty, like, progressive, you know, modern Democrat. And the guy that he's running against, his name is Dana Rohrabacher. Mm-hmm. And apparently he's sort of like an old school Republican. 
He's openly denied climate change. He's linked seriously climate change to dinosaur flatulence. Oh, okay. Um, As you do. Yeah. Um, and he's quite conservative and, you know, anti-abortion and, you know, very, very conservative even by Republican standards. Well, it sounds like he's the one that's full of hot air, <laughs> not <Yeah>. the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, if it's dinosaur farts, they wouldn't be full of hot air. Yeah, <laughs> the atmosphere would. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> Bloody dinosaurs still, still paying for their farts 65 million years later. Kudos to you, Stephen. Yeah. On a job done. <laughs> on a job done. <laughs> um, and the so the way it's filmed is that Alexander is the moderator and uh, uh, Router, the, the Democratic candidate, is sort of, you know, talking about his positions on, on certain policies. Um, and then the, the, the uh, Rohrabacher's position, the Republican, his like old clips that have been edited in. And uh, even though Jason Alexander is the moderator in the ad, he's sort of quite biased towards um, Router because yep. this Republican is seemingly a bit crazy mm. um and the the bit that i laughed at the most um when alexander's talking in the ad he introduces Rohrabacher and he's like um da 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 you know and on the republican side is is uh republican Rohrabacher who's joining us from a secure server in moscow because apparently he's quite a, a, a open russian supporter <laughs> oh dear yeah so <laughs> yeah uh yeah so check that out i'll put a link in the show notes it's quite funny nice um, the again, this is not something I normally include because there's a lot of lists of like ten best episodes or forty best characters or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But through the week, Business Insider released a new list, uh, new list uh, called the twelve worst TV series finales of all time. Oh no! Where did Seinfeld end up on the list? Uh, well, it wasn't one to twelve; it was just twelve. Yeah. A okay. selection of twelve. Right. Um, and there was actually quite a few in there that I was surprised. So the what are some notable ones? Uh, Dexter. Was in there? I've heard the the series finale wasn't that good. Dexter's the the final of Dexter was dog shit. Yeah, it was just I've it, was, heard. it was such a like just a cheap throwaway shitty ending. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've heard yeah. about it. Yeah, Friends was in there, okay. and I'm not a massive Friends fan, and there is a bit of a friendly slash you know semi serious rivalry between Friends fans and Seinfeld, and Seinfeld fans. fans. Yeah, yeah, I think it's all in good fun though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, True Blood was also in there. Okay, yeah. Um, Gossip Girls, which I've never really seen, so no. I can't really comment. Uh, Roseanne, the original Roseanne. Oh, not, yeah. Not the, the cancelled... It was a big kick in the face to all the fans. It was basically... It was all a dream. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, of course, Seinfeld being in there. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think forever the Seinfeld finale will... Um, Will live in infamy. Live in infamy and also be quite polarizing. Yeah, I think you know? so. Because the, the 20th anniversary recently passed us, I think, in April. Oh, uh, no, it was May. Was it May? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of retrospective articles looking back going, you know, has, has time made it worse or better? And even in those articles, there was quite a few polarizing opinions. Like some were like, oh, you know, when it, when it came out, it was quite criticized. But looking back now, it's actually quite good. Yeah. And others were saying it's actually worse than when yeah. it came out. Like, yeah. you know, these publications might have been semi-kind to it when it came out. But looking back now, they're like, nah, it's just shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. There you go. Yeah, no, it has been very polarizing. You know, it's certainly not one of the best finales I've seen. No. But that's a good excuse to come uh, and have season 10 mm. of Seinfeld. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. When's that happening? Redeem itself. Redeem, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and the biggest Seinfeld news for the week. I got sent this, I think, by five or six people, including listener Jeffrey. He sent it through to us. So oh, yes, Thanks again, Jeffrey thank you. Again. Thank yep. you. Uh, and it is the interview that Jerry Seinfeld did with Zach Galifianakis on his uh, ongoing sort of parody interview series called Between Two Ferns. How good is that? Really good. How good is Jerry? Yeah. <laughs> they're, and they're how both awesome! Good. And how awesome was Wayne Knight's cameo? Yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. So uh, in the interview, and again, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah, you have to see it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. almost as viral 
viral and as popular as the Kesha video. Like it's sort of just everywhere. That's right. Like I said, about five or six people sent it to me. Um, but in the interview, Galifianakis mocks Seinfeld for being irrelevant um, <laughs> and that his sitcom has been, quote, a real launching pad for whites because of uh, various outcomes after Seinfeld. Yes. Of uh, varying successes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he also, and I like this joke as well, um, uh, Galifianakis also compares Seinfeld's uh, newer show, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, with uh, James Corden's carpool karaoke. <laughs> yeah. And he asked Jerry, uh, what's next in lazy car-based non-comedy? <laughs> <laughs> but you, I love how Jerry gives it back to Galifianakis yeah, as well. Yeah. Jerry's like, so if you did just one hangover, yeah. would that be like the defining comedy of this generation? Do you reckon two and three kind of diminished it? And then the Galifianakis is like, for the second one, I had to look after my aunt to do something and then... It was the third one, my f- uncle's boat got confiscated or something. Yeah, I think it was, it was his auntie's like yeah. medical bills. And yeah, then the yeah, third yeah. one was for his uncle's boat repossession <laughs> yeah, something or something like that. Like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they were both really, really good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, And, and then uh, Cardi B came on. Yeah, so yeah, as, yeah. as uh, I haven't mentioned, Wayne Knight, um, not as Newman, uh, makes a cameo. And uh, Jerry gives Galifianakis a hard time because Galifianakis is trying to make him uh, do... Newman. Hello Newman. Hello, Hello Jerry. Newman. Yeah. yeah. And then right at the end, Cardi B shows up, and he sort and she sort of outshines Jerry because she's more quote unquote relevant. And that's a parody of the Kesha moment. That's so right. it's like Cardi B's relevant, and yeah. Jerry's not relevant. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, she takes his seat, and uh, Jerry's like sitting off to the side on, on a milk crate. On a milk crate. Yeah. And he's sort of trying to gym into the interview. That's right. But Galifianakis is really focused on her. That's right. And then when she leaves, I think she gives Galifianakis a hug or like some really affectionate goodbye. And then Jerry goes to give her a hug, and, and Cardi he just, B walks he just completely off. snubs yeah. her. Yeah. Full of snubs her and just walks away and Jerry's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so really funny. It goes for about six minutes, but it's really, really good. And then Galifianakis finishes with a stand-up routine. That's right, yeah. Very similar to Seinfeld. Yeah, I love how he just walks straight from the Between Two Ferns interview set and just walks, what, five metres to the right <laughs> yeah. and is in front of a stand-up audience with, like, the brick wall in the back, like like the like the Jerry stand-up set. And, and, I, love, and I love how the episode finishes and it's got, like, in the Seinfeld font, executive produced by Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. It's like... No, it's really good. And again, we'll put the links up and, yeah, definitely take six minutes out of your day and watch it. Oh, please. really, very funny. And that's all the Seinfeld news for the week. Very good, Stephen. Excellent one to finish off on. Thank you very much. When we come back, it is a What's the Deal with episode and we're talking about our mate Jay Peterman everyone's boss that everyone kind of wants and I guess some probably don't want hmm. he's like a boss you kind of want and kind of you don't want you yeah know? it's a bit unpredictable very unpredictable yeah make sure he doesn't fly to Burma though make sure he gets help here <laughs> yeah he doesn't get back on the yam yam <laughs> yeah on the yam yam Shanghai Sally <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back and we'll talk about Jay Peterman you're listening to but I don't want to be a secondary character. Effective immediately, Miss Bennis will return to her old position at her original salary, and I, of course, will return to mine. Kudos, Elaine, on a job. Done. <laughs> not my stock options. I think not. Welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. Today we are doing a What's the Deal with episode. It is our 60th episode overall. And uh, every fifth episode uh, we do, we talk about a major secondary character as opposed to an episode. And today we are talking about, by a listener request from Jeffrey, thanks again, Jay Peterman. What's the deal with Jay Peterman? <laughs> we're about to find out. <laughs> we're about to find out. Before we do talk about the man himself, we're going to talk a bit about the actor who portrays him. Mm. So his name is John O'Hurley. Uh, John's an American actor voice actor, author, comedian, and television personality. He's been in a lot of things. He has. Uh, He's known for appearing in an episode of The X-Files, as well as providing his voice for shows such as Archer, The Powerpuff Girls, and Phineas and Ferb, uh, as well as being the fifth ever host of Game Show Family for 
Feud. Family and, Feud. Yeah, I can't believe he was on Family Feud. I didn't realize it was an American show. Oh, it is, yeah. I thought it was an Australian show. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's been plenty before Grant Denyer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Was Grant Denyer that goose from the 90s with the curly hair? Grant, no. What? There was a, the Family Feud host in Australia in the 90s. No, he Grant like, Denyer's been doing it for like a couple of years. Has he? Yeah. I don't watch TV. Um, is that Larry Emder, the Price is Right? No, 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 no. The guy so, with the big smile? No, big no, 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 no. No, no, not Larry. Um, there was a host. I don't think he ever did any other game shows. It was kind of his one thing that he was well known for. Ah. It was from like, I don't know, early 90s. Was to this maybe. in Australia? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And he had like really tight sort of blonde curly hair. Mm. Um, yeah, I no, don't know. I can't think. Yeah. No, I don't think it was him. No. Okay. <laughs> That's not Grand Denier. Okay. <laughs> it looks I don't like know who Grand Denier is. So. That's okay. <laughs> Just Google it next time. Um, yeah, so um, John O'Hurley, he was the host of Family Feud from 2006 to 2010. And he also appeared in 75 episodes of soap opera Santa Barbara. And did you know, Stephen, John is a self-taught pianist and mm. a classically trained vocalist and has been composing music since he was a teen. Yeah. yeah. I imagine he would have a really good voice, a oh, singing he voice. He's got a very smooth character speaking voice. Yeah, because John O'Hurley, he was interviewed many times about how he approached the role of Jay Peterman, and uh, he he reckons that he based his voice on like the old 40s radio personalities. Yeah. Who, they would talk like this. Yeah. These are Cocoa Pops, or, you know. Yeah. Use this laundry powder. 40s and 50s admin. Yeah, admin, yeah, exactly, like yep. on the radio, on mm. the wireless, yeah. Apparently, uh, interestingly, I listened to or watched an interview with uh, Seth McFarlane, the creator of Family Guy. Yeah. And that's what Quagmire's voice is based on. Oh, Jay Peterman. No, no. Uh, like <laughs> the, those same sort of ad men. Giggity, giggity, giggity. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine, giggity. <laughs> giggity. That's what he would... He would say that after sex. You know, congratulations on a job done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would. He so would. Yeah. No, he, uh, in the interview, he talked about how... Um, Quagmire's voice is based on like sort of I think his dad gave him a bunch of like old ad tapes or something oh, yeah, as yeah. a gift in the 80s and mm-hmm. stuff yeah um, you know they were before his time he wasn't born when this was actually happening and that's what he based Quagmire's voice on oh, Quagmire he, sounds like yeah because he's ah. like you know auto brand spark plugs blah blah blah, oh, blah like that you. sort of mid-range yep, yep. High, you know like no bass high amounts of treble yeah yeah I mean it doesn't sound like Jay Peterman but I think it's the same inspiration point whereas Peterman's kind of sounds like this mm. I can imagine Peterman doing a really, really good recital of our War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, he'd be good at that. You know, John O'Hurley. Yeah. If he hasn't done that already. Yeah, John O'Hurley. I'm sure John O'Hurley's done, like, audio books and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure if you... I'd happily listen to... Even if it were books that I didn't want to, you know, read or care about, I'd happily listen to them if uh, O'Hurley did that. He, he could read about paint drying and I'd listen to it. Yeah. That's how good John O'Hurley is. John O'Hurley reading the instruction manual for... A lawnmower. Yeah. I'm more than happy to listen to that. <laughs> or when Kramer reads the VCR manual. Yeah. He's like, are you reading the VCR manual? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so good. Do you have anything else about John Hurley? I do, yes. John O'Hurley. John O'Hurley, yes. So John O'Hurley, he was a contestant in the first season of America's Dancing with the Stars Okay. back in 2005. And apparently uh, he was in the final against another competitor and he lost the final. But due to fan revolt, who because uh, fans believed that the final was set up. Okay. Because O'Hurley lost that final, and people were convinced that he should have won. Okay. So they did a rematch. So people thought it was rigged? They did, yes. Because hmm. um, what happened was with Dancing with the Stars, I think half the vote went to the audience, and half the vote goes to the judges. Right. So, yeah, that's I think the judges favoured the um, the other contestant. Okay. But this time, for a rematch, they actually did it so the audience had 100% of the vote. Right. And uh, John O'Hurley won. 
Wow. With his dance partner, he actually won the rematch, and he won one hundred twenty-six thousand dollars for charity, for charity, right? And he donated it to the Golfers Against Cancer charity. Yeah, he, yeah. he seems to be quite a um, keen golfer. Yes, he is. He's actually an avid golfer, and uh, we mentioned before he is uh, involved in the Jay Peterman catalog as mm. well, the real life yep. one. He is the real life co-owner. Yeah, he's an investor. Yeah, I read a bit about uh, the history of Jay Peterman, the company, mm. and uh, it was founded by John Peterman, the real guy, in nineteen eighty-seven. And uh, it wasn't doing too well in the late '90s and early '90s. It did get a bit more of a, a, a like a bit of a um, a boost from you know being parodied in Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, but I believe John Peterman was looking to sell. He was looking for some investment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, John O'Hurley and a bunch of other senior management staff all sort of chipped in. You know, they pulled however much money and then they bought a stake in it each. Isn't and, that funny how... And it's still going. Isn't that funny how, you know, like an actor who portrayed someone mm. who worked for a company, they just bought the company. That's yeah. like life imitating art it's or b- bought a stake in it anyway. Peter Inception. Peter Perception. Yeah. Jacoboception. 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 I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Jacoboception. Yeah. It's like perception, but yeah. Jacoboception. Jacoboception. Nice. Yeah. And uh, another bit of trivia, Steve. Uh, he's best friends with Brian Cranston, aka Tim Motley. Mm. Uh, and Brian Cranston was John's best man at both of his winnings. Oh, wow. John O'Hurley's been married twice. You know what would be really good to listen to? Mom. Both of them reading an audio book. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I can imagine like both of them reading a book where there's multiple storylines happening at once, like say, I don't know, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, because there's six or seven different storylines. That would be amazing. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. And they're best mates, so they'd, they'd be happily. Yeah. Happily the banter it. would be really good. Yeah, it'd be really good. Yeah. Okay. And Cersei Lannister took off her dress. <laughs> and then Jamie proceeded to do the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's not what Brian Cranston sounds <laughs> no, like. That's terrible. <laughs> but Jay Peter, that's what John O'Hurley would say. Yeah. He would talk like this. Yeah, he would. I'm John O'Hurley. <laughs> I'm Peterman. <laughs> Elaine? Yes. <laughs> I could Cersei do like a Elaine Esther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is going in the clip show for season three. Oh, season four. So see you later, Stone. Indeed. <laughs> nice. Um, so let's talk about Jay Peterman, the man himself. Let's do it. Jacobo Peterman. Jacobo. Oh, Jacobo. Jacobo. I always get that wrong. Yep. Appearing in 22 episodes of Seinfeld. Not bad. Mm. Jay Peterman is the eccentric but fun owner of the Jay Peterman Catalog Sales Company, as well as being Elaine's boss. She meets him in the season six finale of The Understudy, and he offers her a job because she got fired from Mr. Pitt. Yes. That's right. She's quite upset in the rain. Oh, she is, yes. Yep. And then Jay Peterman. I'm the JP. I'm Jay Peterman. Yep. <laughs> I'm Jay Peterman. Yeah. I like how he sort of gives his own little blurb about her own jacket. Yeah, I know. He's like, how do you know that? Because I'm JP. Because I'm JP. That's right. <laughs> Despite his success at the company, he appears to have a very awkward social life and an eccentric personality. Even going as far as moving to Burma, you may know it as Myanmar, but it'll always be Burma to me, uh, to settle his problems. He's travelled around the world and has used his experiences as an inspiration for products in the catalogue. Uh, in the episode The Secret Code, Baskul. Uh, <laughs> Elaine schedules dinner for her, Peter and Jerry and George, but has to back out at the last minute. Jerry comes up with an excuse to leave the dinner, and George is stuck with Peterman. Yep. Uh, he's informed that his mother is at death's door, <laughs> and then he proceeds to drive there with George's face hitting the window. I love uh, <laughs> when he says to, to George, he's like, we dine. <laughs> yeah, we dine. <laughs> and when they're at um, uh, uh, his mother's funeral... And Elaine's like, oh, I've got to go. I've got a women's conference to speak at. And then George goes, yeah, I've got to go too. I'm, I've got a 
men's conference and then Peter was like Peter no was like, George I don't believe that for don't a believe second, that for a second. <laughs> you're obviously lying yeah he makes him stay <laughs> George always cops the raw end of the Peterman stick he does he does <laughs> um, and yeah Peterman's mum dies the next morning uh, George is forced to use his ATM code Busco to free a man trapped in a building and Peterman thinks George killed his mother as this was the last word she uttered before she died yeah this leads uh, Peterman to create the rogues wallet <laughs> <laughs> in the caddy Peterman uh, sees Sue Ellen Mitchell where a bra is out of wear and decides that he wants to market it as a new direction in women's fashion. Uh, other notable Peterman episodes, I won't go through all 22, no. but uh, notable ones include The Showerhead, where he learns that Elaine had failed a drug test and was tested as positive for opium. For yam yam. For yam yam. Shanghai Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Fry's Club, where he hires a partially deaf man named Bob, played by Rob Schneider. Uh, the Bottle Deposit, where he asks Elaine to bid on cl- uh, golf clubs owned by JFK, which get damaged mm. <laughs> on the way over. It's a good app. Yeah, very good app. Pa- a two-parter. Uh, the Foundation, when he heads to Burma after a nervous breakdown. The Susie, where he claims to have slept with the non-existent Susie at a funeral. <laughs> and the Muffin Tops, where Kramer sets up the J. Peterman reality bus tour after claiming that <laughs> Peterman used his stories to create his book. And we've done an episode of the Muffin. Oh, we yeah. did the Muffin Tops yeah. uh, last season, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. I love the um, the little soundbite that uh, Kramer has set up when the when the bus is about to take off. It's like... Everybody get on board and let's yeah. go. <laughs> what is what does the 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 entry fare get them? It's like the bus ride, and like and some get, chocolate bars they get or something, something. They get something to eat. Yeah, no, not an O Henry candy bar. It's like, like a, a, is it not like something savory, like a pizza pocket or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, something I like that. that it's, so yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, Peterman a few, uh, appears in the finale part two. Uh, he exclaims, "For the love of God!" in the courtroom when the core fours contest is revealed by Marla the Virgin mm. during their trial. Uh, he's seen at a bar playing pool where he wins a game against Mickey Abbott, Keith Hernandez, and Kenny Banya. Mm. 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 Yes, yes. Indeed. So that is that is the man, Jay Peterman. That's right. One of my favourite storylines. Of his, I can't remember which episode is it's in, but um, it's where he buys the twenty nine thousand dollar piece of cake. Oh, that's the Frogger, is it? Yeah, that's oh, right. That's and then right. Elaine, and eats Elaine it. takes a bit, and she ends up taking too much. <laughs> and um, what you're about to go through is punishment, punishment enough. enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he's got um the the security footage of her like dancing and eating that's it. right eating it because she develops. Do you know what happens yeah. to a piece of cake? You know, in an what is it like an uh. uh when it ferments, uh, you know, something, something like, like that yeah. in a in an unventilated room. Yeah, <laughs> what you're about to go through is punishment enough. It's punishment enough. Yeah, <laughs> and even right. does like the head nod, like the it's punishment. The enough. reassuring, yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, all good. <laughs> <laughs> so Peterman, uh, do you think he he's had like um, an extensive career in fashion design already? Mm. Like he started off as an apprentice or whatever, and an intern, and then worked his way up. Yeah, I mean, I guess his, uh, you know, even though they don't talk i mean you know a lot you know bits and pieces about his history but to fill the gaps i think his history would have been similar if not the same to the real john peterman yeah uh where you know he started jp paterman uh, jay paterman paterman jay paterman jay paterman Paterman. uh in the sort of mid to late 80s yes um yeah i think he would have had a career or at least a, a a pretty passionate interest in fashion prior to that i don't think it's something he accidentally fell into um yeah, um, um, because he sort of makes up so much shit, and he seems to exist in his own little world. Mm. I don't think all of his, uh, you know, his little narratives he creates to sell his products. I don't think they're all based on truth. <laughs> and if they are, they're very, very, um, you know, uh, it's a lot of uh, what's the word? Um, what's that? 
I'm trying to think of a word. Like when you, not lie, but you take a small kernel of truth and you make a lot more out of it than... You catastrophize? No, 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 no. It's, it's like, not a lie if you believe it, though. That's true. If you believe it. That's true. Jay Peterman believes it, so technically it's not a lie. <laughs> technically it's not yeah. a lie. Yeah. No, no, not poetic poetic license, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I think I think his, his narratives for his products are like, you know, a small part of them probably... He probably did go to Burma, but I don't think, you know, he, he got into all the adventures and... Or the, the wild situations that he sort of claims. So you think it was kind of uh, ex- exaggerated. Exaggerated. Yeah, There's another yeah. word I'm trying to think of where mm. you take a small kernel of truth and you sort of, you know... It manifests into like something which yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. I can't figure it out. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> it's just a word. Can't remember what it is. Doesn't really matter. But um, If you know the word, let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you know the word. That's right. Um, and use it in a sentence. That's right. <laughs> and tell us the genus of the word. Send us a voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> by email. Send us a voice yeah. memo with the word. And tell us the genus of the word. Yeah. Where it comes Actually, from. that'd be a good uh, submission. If anyone wants to send us a voicemail, uh, voice memo uh, by email or whatever, um, of you reciting a J. Peterman catalog little oh, narrative yes, in your yes. best J. Peterman impression, because I'm going to do one later. Um, and I'm going to try one too. Yeah. No, maybe. I'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we should both do one. We should. Yep. And you can vote on who did the best one. Okay. Yep. And also send your own. Yeah, please. Yeah, if you want yeah. to. And that'd be great. Yeah. Send us an email. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what else do you have to say about Jay Peterman? Well, he's just a very, you know, he's traveled a lot around the world and, you know, he uses a lot of the customs from around the world to uh, influence his, his uh, you know, stuff, his, his mm. products in the catalog. He's a very worldly man, of course. Uh, very refined, I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I I think you know he's never been married before. Yeah, I think he's always been bit like of a, a womanizer, a Lothario, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a very charming man. Oh, he's a very charming. He's man. a good-looking older fox. Oh, he is. He's very nice-looking man, yeah. <laughs> Mr. J. Peterman. Yeah, yeah, he's a handsome bloke. Oh, he's a handsome bloke. Yes. That, that silver head of hair. I oh, know. That you know those deep brown eyes i wish i look like that yeah when i'm older hopefully no, i hope i do that'd mm. be nice you should just get plastic surgery so you look like Chief Peterman. <laughs> or john o'hurley john o'hurley yeah in the late 90s yeah. <laughs> just look like him <laughs> excuse me can i please get this by the time you're like 55 you could train your voice to sound exactly like him that's what 25 years of, yeah, of work that could be done plenty of time <laughs> you have yep. lots of time up my sleeve I was thinking, because uh, he's obviously a massive JFK fan, because he's happy to pay up to $10,000 for his golf set. Yeah, which ends up being all bent <laughs> when, yeah. he, when he delivers and it. What does, he pay, what does she pay for it? It's like... Know, she it's pays because like Suella Mishki tries to... Yeah, she outbids her, but yeah. what's the final price? Like oh, 24 It's a lot. Yeah, it's something like It's that. more than double his initial... Um, uh, amount. And what does he say? JFK must have had a terrible swing, or no? Well, yeah. He says something like must that. Must be angry. Must have been an angry man. Yeah, or must have been angry man. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, <laughs> I think he, I think he's inspired a lot by JFK because JFK was, you know, really intelligent, worldly, very charming, very well spoken. Yeah, was a very good president. Yeah, very. Um, I don't know. I can see a lot of similarities between JFK. Like he was a, you know, he was a bit of a womanizer. He was very charming. He was yeah. loved by, you know, right and left. He was just a. So yeah. he mirrored J- JFK in a way. Uh, yeah. May- well, there had not, to have been a second spitter. May- <laughs> <laughs> maybe not mirrored, but um, nice you know, game, de- pretty boy. <laughs> nice game, pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to do that episode. That is one magic loogie. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we got to do that one. That's going to be good. Um, yeah, I, I can just see him being inspired a lot by like Frank Sinatra, JFK, like crooners. Yeah, just crooners and just like stylish, charismatic, 
you know, sort of leaders of the fifties and sixties. You know, he would have grown up around that time. Mm-hmm. How old, I mean, how old do you think he is in in when he's first introduced in Seinfeld? Say early fifties, probably early fifties, maybe late forties. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we just say fifty for argument's yeah. sake. Yeah. So he first appeared in season six. So what's that? Ninety five. Yeah. So in the understudy. Yep. Yeah. And he would have been born in nineteen forty five. So fifty odd. Yeah, so I reckon when he was a teenager and um, you know a younger man in his twenties. Yeah, he was into like Sinatra and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was around JF- JFK. I think he died in sixty three. So yeah, you know he you would know, have been, like been eighteen. Yeah, yeah. 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 When but even posthumously, I think he would have been inspired by his fashion choices and just sort of his character. Mm. You know, as like this worldly, charming man. And it's really funny because Elaine has an obsession with JFK mm. as well. Yeah. So maybe they those two just clicked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean. Uh, you know, Jay Peterman's quite magnetic. Like, if I was if I was crying on the street and a stranger came up to me and talked to me, I'd be flattered anyway. But if he talked to me like Jay Peterman, I'd, I'd be very like besotted, mm. like, "Ooh, who's this? Who's this man?" You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think maybe on some subtle level, maybe he did remind uh, Elaine of JFK. Yeah. You know, or JFK Jr. Do you reckon there was a slight attraction to Peterman? To yeah, Elaine? I think so. I think Elaine was probably not repulsed, but probably a bit turned off by his kind of attitude. Mm. You know, as high and holy than thou, kind I, of. I think initially she was charmed by him mm. because he sort of he put his best foot forward. Yeah, you know. But once she worked for him and she found out that he was a bit of an idiot. Yeah, and maybe not the most competent businessman. Very in his, he's very uh, deluded in his yeah, own world. He's in his yeah. own world. He doesn't really operate in reality. So Elaine was kind of turned off by him. Yeah, I think initially yeah. she was charmed by him. Maybe she was attracted to him. Yeah, initially. Yeah. I mean, in that first scene where um. Well, the second scene where they're in the restaurant and Elaine just has a go at, you know, her own, um, like, you know, Jay Peterman style, style uh, narrative for whatever she's wearing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, not too bad. <laughs> she's not flirty, but she's very, like, she's very interested in him. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's yeah. intrigued. Yeah. But it's hard to tell whether it's, like, a sexual attraction or of just, like, a, you know, oh, this guy's, this guy's an intriguing guy. And actually, now you mention it. I noticed that as the seasons progress with Peterman in it, mm. and as the episodes progress, Elaine gets less patient with him. Oh, yeah. You know, she just kind of just gets completely off him. Yeah, well, I know? mean, his yeah. idiocy reveals itself more and more and more as it goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and as, as she's also working away up in the company as well, she'd have more access well, to Well, she him. runs J. Peterman She for eventually a while. does. Yeah. Yeah. Elaine, you'll be on your back to your normal <laughs> position on your regular salary. <laughs> <laughs> just completely, like, cuts her yeah, out. Cuts her out, yeah. <laughs> oh, what about my stock options? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you think he's, like, super rich or just sort of comfortable? Oh, uh, probably comfortable. Okay. And I think a lot of his stock he gets from his work. Mm, he know, wears he a lot of his own clothes. He wears a lot of his own clothes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think he wears it. other high fashion brands. Don't think so. Yeah. But, I mean, to pay $29,000 for a piece of cake and $20,000 odd for a set of gold He's got clubs, a bit of must, money behind him. He must be at least a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. But I'm talking, like filthy 1% rich or just like oh unless if he uses like company's money to yeah pay he could do that he embezzles money da, yeah da, da. Oh, he could easily declare it as an expense and just use it in a photo shoot and yeah. just say yeah it's a prop yeah it's 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 a, it's a business deduction yeah yeah you know he probably does it as business deductions wouldn't be surprised if that cake if Elaine didn't eat it and then uh, you know shit away to punishment <laughs> you know I'm surprised if that wouldn't have been used in a photo shoot like in the oh, background oh you yeah know. you see Peterman pretend to take a bite out of it yeah uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. Uh, do you have anything else about Jay Peterman? I can't really. I feel like we should talk more about him. Yeah. I don't know. He just is a very deserving character. He's one of the major secondaries. He is. He is. Uh, I guess we can talk about maybe his relationship with the other three. Okay. I mean, obviously, in the secret code, mm. he has he talks to George and he's with George 
for a lot of the episode. What do you think about his relationship with Jerry? Um, well, other than that episode, I can't really think of many interactions he has with Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he's the sort of person that when he's with someone, he gives it his all. Yeah. You know, like he immediately treats Jerry and George like his best friends when he's like, gentlemen, we dine. Yeah. But as soon as that dinner's over, he probably forgets about them. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like he's just sort of... It's just like an afterthought. Yeah. 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 You know, and again, I guess that's him being in his own world where if you're a part of his world, you know, physically in that moment, you're everything. Yeah. But as soon as you've gone, as soon as you've left for the night, you know, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, I don't think he really has strong feelings for any of the the three maybe yeah. except Kramer oh yeah he's got a bit more of a complex relationship because he with buys Kramer. Kramer's life stories <laughs> off him <laughs> and then and then Kramer confronts him yeah and he says these are my stories <laughs> he sells them to him for 50 bucks nah 50 bucks he's you like, got yourself done. a deal you got yourself a deal <laughs> 50 bucks he's like how much do you want 1500 750 you sold <laughs> you got a deal <laughs> sells them back to him for 50 bucks 50 bucks wow Terrible. What does he call JFK? Camelot. Camelot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Camelot. Uh, uh, he's good. John o, I think John O'Hurley portrayed him really well. Yeah. He a fantastic performance, yeah. I'd say in terms of consistent acting, uh, you know, for a major secondary, I'd say him and um, Putty are the best secondaries in terms of being acted. Yeah. You know, like Patrick Warburton as Putty and John Hurley as Jay Peterman. They're like just they're, made for those roles. Yeah. They're made for them. Definitely. Yeah, like, perfectly definitely. cast. Yeah. You know, and I think... Like, I'd be interested to see if any other... Because, you know, sometimes I can think of a secondary character or, you know, anyone, and I can't imagine other actors playing them, you know, with their own twists, but not completely different to, you know, their their who they cast by originally. Yeah. But I can't imagine anyone else playing. You know, sometimes an actor that's cast is like the idea of anyone else playing it at all, even if they're great actors. Yeah. Or put their own interesting. Yeah, I could It just seems off. It's like no. I couldn't see anyone besides John O'Hurley play Peterman. No, because he does it so well. Yeah. It's like even the idea of it is like no, no. It just doesn't doesn't work at all. He is Peterman. It's like Larry Thomas. He's the soup Nazi. Yeah. Wayne Knight. Well. I guess to a degree, Wayne Knight's Newman. Yeah. Not, not so much, but yeah. you know, he's done other roles. But I mean, yeah. I could even imagine if Jason Alexander was cast as Newman, I could see that working. Yeah. You know, he's sort of, he plays a slime ball. He well. put his own take on it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah. A, you know, he's weak, he's immoral. Mm-hmm. You know, they've they're both got a lot of similarities. I mean, they're both very different characters, but I could see Jason Alexander playing Newman yeah, yeah. to some extent, but I couldn't see anyone else playing um, Jay Peterman, Peterman. No, or no way. Putty. No way. Who we actually did two weeks ago. Yeah, oh, sorry, five weeks. No, no we, we did it at the end of last season. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, sh- we'll have a quick break. Uh, yeah, oh, otherwise, do you have anything else? No, that's it. Uh, that's it. Well, that was Jay Peterman. Do you have anything about him? Any other facts or anything interesting you'd like to discuss about him? Uh, let us know. Drop us an email. Mm. Love to hear from you. Let's have a quick break, and we're going to find out where in our greatest secondary characters of all time does Jay Peterman sit in our top twenty? Is the item still with you? <laughs> Um, as far as I know. Do you know what happens to a butter-based frosting after six decades in a poorly ventilated English basement? Uh, I I guess I hadn't... Well, I have a feeling what you are about to go through is punishment enough. 
If this is, but I don't want to be a secondary character, it is a What's the Deal With episode this week, and we spoke about John O'Hurley, the wonderful actor who sounds like a 40s radio man, and his character, Jay Peterman. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, before we sort of wrap up and talk about Seinfeldisms and where the uh, Jay Peterman appears in our top 10, I did want to mention a few more things about Jay Peterman, the company itself. Oh, of course. Great. Yeah. So, a few interesting facts. It's got a long and colorful history, but I just sort of cherry picked a few of the more interesting facts that stuck out to me uh so in 2016 uh they actually ran a kickstarter campaign to fund some new fashion ideas wow they had to go to kickstarter yeah i didn't check whether it was successful or not or or anything (laughs) like that but apparently one of the uh projects they were trying to kickstart was a legitimate urban sombrero Wow. They're actually trying to make an urban sombrero. Take my money yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I would have given to, I would have I would given have to that if, that. I, I, would if I would have gotten one. I mean, yeah. that would have been amazing as nope. a piece of uh, Seinfeld Incredible. paraphernalia. I, we would have kept that in the studio for, for sure. sure. I would have, have worn it every time we recorded just as like a good luck hat. <laughs> of course. You know. And I would have got one of Peterman's vests. Yeah. Just get like a vest and put it over my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. You can wear the puffy shirt and I'll wear the urban sombrero. Oh, true. Yeah. That could have worked, yeah. And uh, I... So we covered the J.P. Neiman Company way back in season one. One of our first episodes. I can't remember which one. I think it was one of our first ever Seinfeld news segments. Yeah. 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 Yep. And it was the week that I found out that J.P. Neiman was actually a real company. <laughs> it was Did legit. not know at all. Yeah. And I did uh, recite a real J.P. Neiman little blurb um, for one of his products. And I wanted to do it again, if you'll indulge me. Please. Not that you have a choice, because I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. So this is for the J. Peterman Panama, which is a, a hat. That's right. Kind of like a Dick Tracy sort mm-hmm. of hat. Yeah, the Panama hat. Yep. So I'll read it in my most dramatic J. Peterman-y, <laughs> but also me voice. Oh, okay. God, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. That's right. While I'm reading this, you should look one up and do it yourself. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'll do that now. Go okay. ahead. Lead. Facts are facts. This hat is for leaders. However, should a follower pick this hat... They will be looked on as a leader and discover hidden leadership skills. Quote, reservations won't be a problem. The J. Peterman Panama, number 1015, highest grade, tequila fibers, woven, as are the best Panamas, in Ecuador. The technology that made summers in the canal zone bearable, almost. Rackish black, grows green band, no idea what that means. (laughs) Devastating brim, slightly intimidating. Women will whip it off your head and insist on trying it on. Made in Ecuador. In brackets. Women will buy this and convince themselves it's a gift. Oh, nice. The J.P. Neiman Panama. Available now. <laughs> nice. JPNeimanCompany.com. I'm on the J.P. Neiman website now and they're actually having a summer sale. Really? Yes. <laughs> Everything from $2,000 to $1,000. <laughs> it's actually not too bad. I mean, it's not I don't know. No, I, just, I, made, I made that up. Yeah, I made, yeah, yeah. I made, the, I made the, the prices but up. But the cost of their clothes aren't you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. It's sort of like mid-price clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm trying to find... I've got here a $1,000 Hungarian wine press table. I think you should read that. I think I should. I'm going to open this up. It's <laughs> taken ages. Anyway, while that's loading up, uh, where does Jay Peterman sit in your top 20 of all time? Uh, he doesn't sit in my top 10, but he comes in at number 13. Okay, cool. Now, he's not in my top 10 either. Yeah. But he is number 14. Okay. Yes. Cool. If you want to know who our top 10s are, uh, just check the show notes for the episode and they'll be there. Sounds good. And uh, out of my top 20, Brett from the Czechs has been eliminated. Or out of my top 10. Yep. Out of my top 20, rather. Right, right. Yes. Okay. 
Indeed. Well, why don't we include our top 20 characters in this week's show notes All right, to, to show where Jay Peterman sits. That sounds good. Yep. I'm trying to find some blurbs. I can't find you anyway. You need to go to the shop. Go to menswear or womenswear or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Anyway, what we'll do is uh, I guess we'll go on to uh, Seinfeld trivia then. Yep. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good. good. Look, I'm going to do one before the end of the episode. Okay. For sure. Cool. For sure. Why don't we finish off with that? Yeah, I will. All right. All right. For sure. So the date today is uh, Monday. June 18th. Yeah, it's June 18. We're recording on a Monday this week, so I'm indifferent. Uh, let's see. June 18. Here it is. Here we go. Seinfeld trivia for this week. Rudy Giuliani. Oh, I love him. Awesome. <laughs> I know it's going to be a good one, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, he recorded a cameo on Seinfeld at the height of his victorious run for mayor. Uh, obviously in the non-fat yogurt, taking time out from an intense real-life campaign in 93 to comment on a fictional fat-free frozen yogurt scandal brewing <laughs> on Seinfeld. This episode, which ran just two days after Giuliani won, reflected his victory. Uh, you know, the crew had two uh, shot endings. Uh, oh, no, the, sorry, the crew had shot two endings, and if he'd lost, he would have been replaced with actor Phil Morris, who later played the recurring character of lawyer Jackie Charles as a campaign worker for Giuliani's opponent, David Dinkins. Huh. So they actually had two, uh, two plots yeah. lined up. Yep. Depending on the, uh, the the mayor. On the outcome of the election. Yes. Well, there you go. There you go. Anyway, I found a J. Peterman blurb. Okay. This one is for a contrast cuff and collar button-up. was $98, now 69 and it's Ooh. in navy. Here we go. The opposite of mundane. I'll try my best J. Peterman voice. Okay. Something happened along the way. I'm not even sure when it happened. How it happened or who did it. Years ago, men would roll up their sleeves for very practical reasons. It was hot, or there was some sort of labour that needed to be done. Then the white collars started rolling them up in an almost metaphorical way. Something in our DNA said, if you roll up your sleeves, you're battening down the hatches, getting down to brass tacks, ready to crunch those numbers. These, this, of course, was from a time when heavily starched white shirts under mundane jackets constituted the American male uniform. Now you can wear a navy button-up with the sleeves rolled up from the get-go, revealing your casual yet striking brass tacks ready mode of operation. If this sticks, there may come a time when rolling your sleeves down is the contrarian way. But for now, contrast cuff and collar button-up, number 5658. Soft cotton in a deep and regal navy. Contrasting navy and white gingham check inside collar and cuff. Point collar, shirt tail hem. It's your normal everyday button-up with a little flash imported. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Shuttle over mine. Oh, yours is pretty good, though. No. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. No, no. no I don't know. No. <laughs> it's all right. You've just got a better uh, better voice than me. Well, I've had more practice <laughs> with true. voiceover and stuff. That's so. true. <laughs> you know, I've yeah. always wanted to do audiobooks. I think I mentioned this once in an episode. Okay. So if, if anyone does audiobooks or wants a book read, I'll do it for a good fee. <laughs> Let me know, please. Anyway, Seinfeldisms. Yes. Yes. I have one. Me too. Okay. Uh, mine's pretty easy. Uh, I found uh, we have Aldi here. I think it's in America as well. Mm. Uh, Aldi supermarkets, and they have a special with American uh, food, and uh, they had Junior Mints for okay. two ninety nine. Right. And I took a photo. It was a whole tray of them. I was nice. like, oh, Junior Mints. Did you buy any? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. But it's very refreshing. Hmm. Mm, yeah. It's very refreshing. It's very refreshing. Okay. Yes. That's a pretty good Seinfeldism. That's not bad. Yeah. What about yours? Uh, yeah, so I listen to a podcast called Fresh Air. It's a NPR long-form interview podcast. Oh, it's not a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air podcast? No. no, no. <laughs> 
I should have Will Smith on there though, and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be good. Yeah. Um, and Carlton as well. And Carlton, yeah. yeah nice. Um, no, and through the week, uh, well, sorry, I think it was about two weeks ago, but I listened to it this week. They actually interviewed Keith Hernandez. Oh, sweet. He has a new book out. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's about My life on Seinfeld. Yeah, no, no. He, <laughs> he does talk a bit. They did men, they did talk a bit about the Seinfeld cameo, but more just mentioning it as part of his, you know, as more of the one of the more memorable moments in his career. Yeah, yeah. But the. Uh, the book, uh, the the book itself, and the interview was more about his sort of um, struggles as a baseball player. Yeah, okay. Because he was considered one of the best baseball players of the time, mm-hmm. and this was more of like a behind the scenes. You know, things weren't so great. Uh, you know, I struggled a lot with mental health and all sorts of things. Sure, sure. And how he used those lessons that he learned from baseball. You know, in his career after baseball. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad interview, and uh, yeah. So. Fresh Air is the podcast. If you want to listen to it, it's about two or three weeks cool. old. Cool. Yeah. And, the, and Keith and Anth is uh, he's mentioned or he's, he's in it. No, he's in. He's, he's in interviewed. He's, he's yeah, interviewed. So yeah, he released yeah, yeah. a new book, I think, a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's interviewed, you know, as promoting his book. I have to buy a copy yeah. of his book. Yeah. It's got some, like, cheesy, generic, inspirational name, like, you know, from the you know from the the diamond of life or some shit like some Full baseball credit to the boys yeah you know, <laughs> like you know the outfield of life or the something yeah, yeah 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 some like baseball you slash inspirational yep. pun thing I don't know <laughs> pretty very bad nice. Yeah. very nice yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway that's the end of but I don't want to be a secondary character for another week send us an email bidwabaskpodcast at gmail.com or if you want to send us something on Facebook Instagram or Twitter we're at bidwabask that's right and uh, we are available uh, wherever you get your podcasts so Spotify Stitcher Apple Podcasts if you want to review us or rate us that would be amazing would be and uh, we have a website bidwabask.com and uh, we are on Patreon now so if you want to head to patreon.com forward slash bidwabask we have a few tiers you can support us with Uh, the $5 tier will get you access to weekly exclusive content including videos uh, extra podcasts, all sorts of things, competitions, all sorts of all sorts of cool things that we have lined up. That's right. And for one dollar a month, you're supporting us, and yep. uh, we're continuing to show love for the unsung heroes. That's right. Of this show by donating oh, to the human fund. Indeed, character. money for people. <laughs> That's right. Next week we're going to season six, and we're talking about the label maker. Yes. So be sure not to regift, and if you get a label maker, <laughs> make sure the labels stick on the boxes. Yeah. All right. That's right. Yes. So until next week, thanks again for listening, and uh, thanks once again to Jeff for uh, telling us to do Peterman. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Very much, very uh, much appreciated. Thank That's you. That's right. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. See you next week. Mm-hmm.